Welcome to another episode of the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. I'm Steve Casillo. Today we're talking about building wealth. We have Chief Investment Officer Philip Washington Jr. in the studio today. And today you're you're listening right now to the podcast version. If you would like to watch the video of this, you can head on over to YouTube, do a search for About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series, and our channel should show up. Today we're talking about when will the stock market stop falling? We're going to have some fun. Well, you know it. It's Friday. Happy TGIF to you. I'm Steve Casillo. Appreciate you being here today. This is another segment of the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. And today being Friday, that means right over there, he comes in to the studio. Right over there over my left shoulder is the uh, chief investment advice, uh, uh, officer, Philip Washington Jr. Say hello to the audience. How's it going, audience? Buenos dias. Buenos hey, dias. You know, you know what I found out today is that you and I have an appreciation for the same song. Yeah, it, we do. Th- and that I happened to, uh, on, on the drive-in this morning, I happened to be listening to uh, uh, the, the, the stereo in my new car and Barry White's you're the first, the last, my everything came on, and it just became that hook. And it turns out uh, you and I are going to be singing that song all day, all day long today. I'm about to go jam when I leave. <laughs> you say I got to put it on 35, put it on 35, all that's, the way up. That's oh, the volume, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get serious. A lot of people out there kind of freaking out because uh, when I look at my, my, stock portfolio on on my phone everything's red and and so that that begs same on mine too (laughs) (laughs) so that begs the question uh when looking into your crystal ball when will the stock market stop falling short answer is like nobody really knows it's very similar to when we've all been in a long winter and the reporters get on tv and they 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 Asked this grasshopper, I was about to say grasshopper, this mm. groundhog. The groundhog. Yeah, like, is winter over? Like, is the groundhog doesn't know. Like, it's silly superstition, and nobody else knows. Um, but the spring, what we do know is, like, spring will come. It always comes. But short term, like, who knows? All right. What's the long answer? The long answer is spring will eventually come because it's, it, it it always comes. And, and, and the, the bigger answer is, like, what's, what is really going on? Well, uh, there are principles of life that you could, like, live your life by that are, that always are, you know, play out. And so the simple version of the principle like that plays out is like the, the principle of summer, winter, spring, and fall, right? That's, that, that's like the cycle of life. And so economies have cycle. Uh, from, a, from, a, from a dollar-based system, this is the relative end of the dollar-based economic system for a variety of reasons that we won't talk about on the podcast. But this is this is the end where you have uh, inflation emerging and you have central banks doing their best to, to fight inflation and they're dang that they do, dang that they don't, right? Because if they let inflation run <laughs> rampant, yeah. it destroys wealth. And if they tighten up money, in the short term, it destroys things, but it can preserve you know, can preserve uh, the life of the economy for a little bit longer. Uh, the, the the bigger thing is 
you really want to, you don't have a choice but to think long term because timing this stuff is next to impossible, right? Again, we go back to winter, right? Which is, you know, a shorter period of time, but nobody can time when winter's going to be over. Nobody can time when the stock market's going to be over. So you just have to think long term and say, all right, if, if this is the end of the economy, then what are we going towards? Like, right. What's the, what's the new economy? And that's easy. Like the digital economy, right? That's that. If you look at where all the wealth is money, money will flow to, and always has flown to the, the freest, most open economy. All right. And with the stock market falling uh, now, I'm not a financial expert. Uh, you're the financial expert. That's why we bring you in. Uh, but let me see if I get if if I can get this right. Uh, the the people that affect the people that the stock market falling affects the most are those who have planned, say, to cash out their 401k. I'm going to cash out at the end of the year because I'm retiring and I need that money. And with with I. Is is that right? So uh, assuming their port, so if somebody was getting ready to retire and their portfolio was one hundred percent stocks, I would say like, who is your financial, who do you get your financial <laughs> advice from, and you should like fire them like ten years ago, right? Um, so what most people who are retired with their portfolio looks like is going to be some sort of balanced moderate portfolio that's maybe half bonds, half half stocks. Uh, um, so that's what most portfolios are going to look like. Uh, so, so, and that's the portfolio that they are going to need to take into retirement because when you get to retirement, and, and let me backtrack, even that portfolio wasn't safe this year because when rates went up, bonds go down. So stocks and bonds went down this year. Yeah. And so people are like, man, this, which, which that I call it winter because like winter, like there's no life, you know? Like there's no life. There's there's some different life in spring than some than summer and fall, but in winter, like there's no life. Everything's right? gone dormant. Yeah, and so some people say, well, I mean, there's life in cash. What if I went to all cash? I was like, well, yeah, but if you were only like trying to survive in one season, but if you're retired, that means you're trying to live for 20, 30 years, and you trying to time when to be in cash, when to be out is is not smart. So you're gonna have to own some long-term stuff that's going to keep pace with the cost of living because the biggest risk to a retiree and the reason why they have to stay invested is the cost of living is rising, right? And in an economy that is dying, the cost of living rises exponentially for people who have the big chunk of their money in old assets, meaning like what's the oldest and worst asset you can have in a dying economy? Like the cash. <laughs> sure. The cash of the economy. Sure. And so the, the, the trick is through investing the... Staying ahead of the, the staying ahead of inflation. Yeah, that, that's you stay. Yeah, because because everything under inflation is death, right? Right. Everything under inflation is death. Period. So you have to stay ahead of inflation, right? But life is hard, <laughs> you know. Stay me, meaning like volatile. You know what I mean? Like in order, like the the life giving assets of today are the ones that were crushed the most. The bit the the Bitcoin, right? Kathy Woods funds, Ark. ARKW, right? Those, you know, those are stocks that are uh, of the future, right? But they get they get crushed the most in the short term when money is tightening. But they're the ones that ten years from now you're going to look back and you're going to say, "I wish I would own more of it." But the pain of the experience in that moment, you know, I couldn't deal with. I was listening to a podcast yesterday. Uh, 
he and he he said that cash is still king is i don't know is is cash still king i mean you know like diversification matters so so yeah. should you should you have no cash uh no in in the short term right now those who have cash uh, as things are going on 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 sale uh are they going to in the short term you know do better uh by buying assets yeah but then like the question becomes uh there's a lot of folks that had cash in 08 who were like yeah i'm so glad i had cash yeah and a lot of those folks are still sitting on cash they they, they from a risk-adjusted perspective said a different way <laughs> jeff bezos had his entire net worth almost invested in amazon for two decades and he saw his net worth drop 90-something percent at one time and then another 70% in the 08 crash, right? But he's still riches. He's still richer than most people on the planet by not market timing, right? So, like, so like, you know, cash is king in this moment. But, like, there were a lot of people in high school that, quote-unquote, had things better than the, quote-unquote, nerds. But the nerds outgrew. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, sure. Yeah, like, looking in the moment, sure. But everything's relative. Like, zoom out and think about how you want to be positioned long term. Let the record show that I have no cash. <laughs> <laughs> and, and haven't had cash in probably weeks. Uh, uh, but we're in a digital age. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so no, it's a, uh, you know, asset allocation, I think, is everything, right? So, meaning like understanding your goals and understanding. Based on my goals and my time frames for my different goals, how much cash should I have? How much stock should I have? How much bond should I have? Right. How much of my money should I have in this new economy? Right. That, you know, that is a art and a science. And um, and it factors in like your emotions. And I think what a good wealth manager does is uh, help their clients design a portfolio uniquely to them and then keep, help them maintain the faith you know, of their long-term uh, uh, plan when they don't feel like it, when the sky is falling. All right, let's try this. Uh, all right, so, you, so your portfolio is pretty solid mm -hmm. and you you make a fairly decent chunk of change. Let's talk percentages. and uh, what. How much money should a person stockpile into their savings account? We're talking bank. You know, banks pay yeah. what one percent. So it's yeah. Uh, they might pay a little bit more now. When uh, rates rates have gone up. So it's it's not for an investment purpose. It's for you know everyday spending or saving for the emergency rainy day, if you will. How much would you say uh, it would would be good to to have in their savings account? Yeah, I mean, it could be anywhere from three months to two years, right? Just depending on. <clears throat> how strong their cash flow is, how aggressive they are, what they plan to buy in the next year or two. Um, you know, but three months to two years, which I know is not a clear answer, but it's like, the difference is like, it depends. Whether I, I was yeah. just going to say, it depends. <laughs> you uh, you and, and, and your CPA, Allison, when you do, yeah, uh, yeah, when you do your, your live stream with Allison, it's, uh, it's, you ask a question and the answer is, it depends. It depends. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In the sixty seconds or so that we have left uh, to to kind of bring this back to, uh, do you want to recap? When will the stock market stop falling? It'll stop falling in a little while. <laughs> <laughs>
In a little while. In a little while. Yeah, like like the like the like the ancients say. Uh, but plug philipwashingtonjr.com. Like what you can do is focus on like making money. philipwashingtonjr.com. Just like in the meantime, like take some money, some money if you have a business. Start learning how to podcast because you can make some money and dump it into this falling stock market. All right. Uh, you know, and and be happy in ten years from my perspective. And when when the stock market starts going down, people with cash look at it as stocks going on sale. Uh, yes, especially if you have a long purse perspective and you understand the world that we're building. You're like like if if New York real estate went on sale and went down in price in 1915 or 1929, you you would be like, I don't care where the I don't care where the price is now. Like I would kill to own. Central New York real estate, like today, right. and have bought it at nineteen twenty nine prices. Right, that's the that's that's the deal. Philip Washington Jr., I learn something from you every time you step into the studio, and uh, again, we have learned uh, uh, again. So, uh, I, I heard a quote last night. I want to share this with you. I love quotes. As the area of our knowledge grows, so too does the perimeter of our ignorance. Ooh, wait a minute. You got to say that again. That was deep. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's because the quote came from an astrophysicist. Man. As the area of our knowledge grows, so too does the perimeter of our ignorance. Mm. Man, that's deep. Yeah. I got I to gotta sit on that for a little bit. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Awesome. He was on TV last night. He, he, hit, see, he, hit, he hit Stephen Colbert with that last night. And, and yeah. Colbert was just like, I have no response. So if people wanted to reach out and uh, expand their area of knowledge, uh, especially financially, how can they reach out to Philip Washington Jr.? Uh, At com or philipwashingtonjr.com, one of the two, whichever you're looking to do. That's Philip Washington Jr. We do this every Friday right here live on Facebook or you're watching the video on YouTube or LinkedIn, or you're listening to the podcast on your favorite podcast player. In any event, uh, Philip, have a great weekend. Let's do this again next week. All right. Thank you, Steve. We appreciate you listening to the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. By the way, if you own a business and you are interested in being a part of the Consumer Advice Series, if you have the knowledge to give information in 10-minute increments, to the consumers, shoot me an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is info at aboutmansfield.com. We'll tell you how we can get you all set up. Appreciate it. We do it again next week right here on the podcast.